Hello, everybody. The book of Ecclesiasticus, or as I like to call it, The Wisdom of Sharak. Here we are in chapter 8. Okay, and uh, so we're just going to dive in here. It says here to strive not, strive not with a man, with a mighty man, lest thou fall into his hands. So it's better not to uh, strive with this particular man. He's mighty in many ways here, and there's many ways of striving. Try to get out of that, the wisdomous rock is saying here. It says, too, be not at variance with a rich man, lest he overweigh thee, for gold hath destroyed many and perverted the hearts of kings, period. We're at war right now with the rich people of the earth, and we didn't start it. It was coming at us no matter what we did. But here, this is not something that we wished to engage no one wanted to uh, fight with the uh, Rothschilds or the uh, DuPonts or the uh, Rockefellers or the Lee family or the uh, Collins family or any of the muckety-muck families of the earth. We didn't ask for the fight. The fight came to us. Um, but here's just a fact of life. Uh, the monies of a person can uh, pervert judgment. And I gave the example of the personal example with uh, Glenn Fisher. He was a, started off in the jewelry business, and uh, then he went into all kinds of different uh, businesses, and uh, he was a very, very wealthy man. And he was set up in the hospital. See, wisdom and understanding wasn't there. He didn't know not to listen to his lawyer and his doctor and his mistress, did he? And they robbed him. But anyway, over money, and money is the root of all evil, the love of money, that is. So, uh, but it, it'll pervert a lot of things, and uh, uh, we're not, we didn't go out of our way to start a argument with the ten unseen merchant kings of the earth, did we? It says in three, strive not with a man that is full of tongue and heap not wood upon his fire, period. And the translators are saying here back into the Greek or an evil tongue, okay? Because this is where these people are right at home. They love the burning fire of the uh, argument of the physical tongue-lashing argument. Now, uh, normally those aren't the type of people that'll fisticuff. No, the rich man don't fisticuff either. They have other ways of doing it. But here you're falling into their trap. You're going into their uh, favorite sport of tonguing each other. And uh, this... Uh, just uh, creates an argument, and uh, there's an old saying that if you argue with an idiot, you can never figure out who is who. Get it? 
So he's drawing you down to his level, and so is, so is the rich man, okay? He's not going to a uh, roundtable conference to uh, argue about the doctrine, are they? No. <laughs> okay. In 4, it says, Just not with a rude man, lest thy ancestors be disgraced. So you see how it can drag you down. These arguments that we're talking about, uh, this whom not to strive with. See, they want you in their playground. They just do. And in the middle of all that, you get drug into their argument the way they want it. They bait and switch. Even Paul himself said, now I'm boasting and I hate it, but I'm having to, I'm having to stick up for myself for the gospel's sake. So it ended up being a little boasting there about his foundation that he was laying. That's how you get pulled into a different type of argument. The, the, te the technique in the occult, it's called bait and switch. In other words, they don't like what you're saying about the Bible. Okay, so they, they're not going to get in the doctrine here and start to uh, argue about that. No, they're going to hunt for some chink in your armor and they'll switch the argument around to where they're like a pig in uh, a pile of dung. Okay, in 5 it says, Reproach not a man that turneth from sin. But remember that we, uh, we are all worthy of punishment, period. Okay, uh, now listen. If a person's repented and they truly mean it, that battle's over with, like it was for you and me when we repented of certain things, okay? Uh, so, uh, and we all fall short of the glory of God here, and they, he's saying to remember that. Um, so, in other words, uh, once uh, the sinner is repented, it's time to help hold them up and get them and help them on the way to the wisdom and understanding. In 6 it says, Dis not, Dishonor not a man in his old age, for even some of us wax old. How about that? The wisdom of Chirac just got real personal for, the, for him, didn't it? Some of us wax old. He Notice he included himself in this. Uh, the psalmist did here. And, uh, yeah. So I can relate to that. Seven, it says, Rejoice not over thy greatest enemy being dead, but remember that we die all. Okay, so once again, there's a judge. And we're not the judge. Once someone hits the, uh, the grave, once they're, uh, on that side of the uh, veil of the flesh, uh, they have a judge. And it's not time for you to rejoice, okay? Because we all go to the, uh, this through the veil of death. We'll either be with Christ or we won't. But don't be uh, celebrating when one of them falls into death, okay? In seven and eight. 
despise not the discourse of the wise, but acquaint thyself with their proverbs, for of them thou shalt learn instruction and how to serve great men with ease. One of the other benefits to studying these great parables, whether it's Solomon as a young man, Solomon in the Proverbs, in the Ecclesiastes, when he was the preacher, the old man, or these people that took up after the fact, Jesus, Sharak and Jesus, no matter what, this is one of the benefits that we're going to get. In 9 it says, Miss not the discourse of the elders, for they also learned of their fathers, and of them thou shalt learn understanding, and to give answer as need requireth. Okay. Once again, this is how it was supposed to go. Uh, um, in the family, father to son, mother to daughter, etc. Mother to kindle the kids. Uh, and that's the way the wisdom and understanding was to be handed down, and that's one of the reasons for the Satanic Communist Manifesto, and they wanted to destroy that so that uh, Big Brother could get in there and brainwash the next generation. Now, that's for sure. Look at your ten planks, as they call them, of the Communist Manifesto. You'll see that. And, you, and, all, and then the rest of it can all be done. When the family fails, then uh, the bad morality is all entangled in that. And uh, so they have their steps that they can uh, use to take over a whole civilization. And that's what communism or socialism is. It is not the final solution for these people. It is a uh, technique of pulling a culture apart, and setting up a dictator, okay? So, anyway, uh, that's not the way um, it's supposed to be, so we have to be on guard here, according to the wisdom of Shirak. It says in 10, Kindle not the coals of a sinner, lest thou be burnt with the flame of his fire. All right, so we are to do nothing to get these people sinning they're going to do that on their own probably and we don't need to start their ungodly flame burning all right in, in 11 it says rise not up in anger at the presence of an injurious person lest he lie in wait to entrap thee in thy words okay now there's a time to uh, cover your mouth. Let it go. Because, again, you're being pulled into this. Uh, and they're going to lie and wait, and they're going to wait for the right word here to entrap thee. Or, uh, uh, so that now you can be accused. So beware of that. Remember what it says. There's a time to speak, and there's a time to refrain from speaking there. Uh we go back to Ecclesiastes in that beautiful 
Is that the third chapter? Yeah, it's the third chapter there. Very wonderful expose on the times for every purpose under the sun, under heaven. 12, it says, Lend not unto him that is mightier than thyself, for if thou lendest him, count it but lost. Period. How about that advice throughout these three generations here about lending to the rich man here? It says in 13, Be not surety above thy power, for if thou be surety, take care to pay it. All right, so here somebody's welched on what you were surety for, and now you have to pay it. So never go above what you know you can pay, okay, as far as this surety for whatever purposes there were as you became surety for somebody. And uh, we're warned, really, many times in the Bible to beware of surety. 14, it's like co-signing. 14, go not to law with a judge, for they will judge for him according to his honor. All right, and the uh, translators are saying opinion there in, in replace of honor, if you want to look at it like that, out of the Greek. Um, so here's a time in the, in the, it's all fixed here, okay? So you just don't want to do this. Get away from that. Christ taught the same type of thing. 15, it says, Travail not by the way with a bold fellow, lest he become grievous unto thee, for he will do according to his own will, and thou shalt perish with him through his folly. Period. So here you are. Uh, you're yoking with this person. You're uh, traveling with this person. You're uh, being uh, affected by the way he is. And the, this uh, boldness is not some kind of brave person in a uh, good way. This is somebody that's uh, obstinate in a bad way. And you're yoking with them, and you're going to get caught in this fire in 15. 16, strive not with an angry man, and go not with him into a solitary place. And this we got to look out for today also. For blood is as nothing in his sight, and where there is no help, he will overthrow thee. How about that one? Uh, and they're, they're harmonizing that with Proverbs uh, 22, 24. Okay, so you don't want to start fighting with these people. That's what they know how to do. They don't mind shedding blood. Uh, this is the hitman type person that can sit down and eat a sandwich and has no moral compass about spilling someone's blood. Stay away from it, folks. Don't yoke with it. 17. Count, consult not with a fool, for he cannot keep counsel. That's plain English. 18. Do no secret thing before a stranger, for 
thou knowest not what he will bring forth. Okay? So that sounds like good advice. Uh, it takes time to get to know people and what they do and what they will do. All right, so, and if you're going to trust somebody, know who you're trusting. Know that this person has the love of Christ and has wisdom and understanding. And uh, with them, you can be uh, connected here with a secret thing, okay? 19, open not thine heart to every man, lest he requite thee with a shrewd turn. Okay, so you don't have to let it all fall out everywhere you go. Again, there's a time to shut your mouth, there's a time to walk away, and there's a time not to be yoked with the wrong fellows. Okay? All right, and on we go in nine. It's, uh, we're talking about our wives here and women and um, friends and men in authority and neighbors and the conversation with the wise men we should be seeking after, don't we? I know that the people here at the table and others have helped me along my way, these wise men, but we'll get into that here. Okay, chapter 9, Ecclesiasticus, verse 1, it says, Be not jealous over the wife of thy bosom, and teach her not an evil lesson against thyself. All right, in that spirit of jealousy, <clears throat> in the Old Testament, folks, they had this uh, judgment that was done, and uh, God was right in the middle of it. Uh, if uh, there was, in this way, the cure, if, if the adulterer was guilty, there was one sentence carried out by God. If he or she was not guilty, all right, uh, the Lord would open the lady's womb for him, okay, and that spirit of jealousy would be gone. So this is not something you want to teach your spouse that you've had your whole life, okay? Uh, you got to have trust, and if you have trust, that's a valuable thing, and it's, uh, it's not to be broken, and it is sure a sin. To break trust, isn't it? In two, it says, Give not thy soul unto a woman to set her foot upon thy substance. Okay. Here you have an overzealous uh, connection with this particular woman, and she's going to what? Try to get your goodies, your, your, your wealth. This is a harlot type that we're talking about. Okay, there's a time for the, the love between a man and a woman, but it must be kept in a proper frame. Uh, you can never love your spouse, man or woman, uh, more than you do the Lord, because if you got a good woman or a good husband, uh, the Lord sent them to you, all right? So we put the Lord first, and uh, in this case, you're overdoing it, your love is beyond what God would have. And the lady will what? This harlot type will uh, take your uh, substance. It says here in three, this is an, uh, uh, a given. It says three, meet not with an harlot, lest thou fall into her snares. Period. 
Uh, I got in uh, teaching Bible studies about uh, getting around the, the wrong other people's spouses and all that. And, it, and it's out of this wisdom of Sharat, people got really mad, angry at me <laughs> uh, over uh, going out with someone else's spouse or having dinner with them. And, the same, and this is along these lines right here. Even though you might not be going into this, with the intentions uh, on uh, committing adultery. But uh, even if you start lusting after the harlot here, that's committing adultery in your heart. So that's nothing you want to tempt. Uh, you don't want to do uh, the snake playing with like King Solomon did. He thought he could do all that and not have his heart go astray, and he was wrong. The same thing here. Don't fall into a temptation. Don't put yourself in this kind of a situation in three. Four, it says, Use not much the company of a woman that is a singer, lest thou be taken with her attempts. Okay, now that's good advice. She doesn't have to be a singer here, according to the translators are saying, or an instrument player. But yet there, uh, there's a seduction that... Uh, Chirac's talking about or uh, where uh, the, the, this particular musician is uh, batting the eyes at you and uh, so don't be around that a whole lot because there's a temptation there what does the Lord's Prayer say lead us not into temptation and we can do some of that ourselves to be staying away from this uh, musician who happens to be a woman that is batting the eyes and uh, you're taken with her attempts and oh boy from there you got all the hell breaking loose and five this is taught throughout the bible to not be gazing on the beauty of the opposite sex um in fact if you look at what uh potiphar's wife was trying to do to joseph he would not even look at her so that he could not be tempted. Uh, it's right there, and you have to look away. That's in Psalms. It, it's all over the place. Be careful that you don't, in five, gaze not on a maid, that thou fall not by those things that are precious in her, okay? And that means you were tempted, and you went downhill from there, and just don't do that. Know when to not look. All right, and it's a, it's a sin. It's a sin to be uh, lusting after anyone's property, and it's especially a sin to be gazing on uh, someone else's wife. All right, so all that's here. In 6, it says, Give not thy soul unto harlots, that thou lose not thine inheritance. Once again, here is the person being taken, involved with harlots, and that's never good. Uh, King Solomon, in all his wisdom and understanding and love, <laughs> couldn't do it. Why would we do it? All right. That's asking for what? Trouble. All right. We don't want any trouble with the Lord. We want to do what's right in his sight. And so we got to beware of this here in 6. In 7, it says, Look not round about thee in the streets of the city, neither wander thou in the solitary places thereof. Yeah, you can get bumped on the head like that. You know, you don't have anybody uh, there 
to watch your back for you here. All right, so there's that warning. Here we say, uh, turn away thine eye from a beautiful woman and look not upon another's beauty. For many have been deceived by the beauty of a woman. For herewith love is kindled as a fire. So this is all wrong here. And it is throughout the whole Bible. And I'll give you what the translators have here. The translators say uh, Genesis 34, 22, 2 Samuel 11. Second uh, Samuel eleven two and uh, Judges ten seventeen, and those are just a few of them. You can, you know, you go back into what the, these kings did with the the children of Abraham's these wives and how they would lust after the woman, um, and how that was used. Um, to uh, admonish these kings, and there's other examples. Uh, the book of Judith uh, is another example of how uh, these unjust judges were. Um, that's in Susanna, but in uh, um, there's a part there in Susanna, where the unjust judges were lusting after her, and that was their regular routine in the evil. I'm talking about Judith, where she went in and lured in the uh, this uh, general for Nebuchadnezzar, who just absolutely went crazy drinking. And this was from the Lord now. And she ended up putting the Fauci across his neck. And bringing his head back to Israel. That's right there in the history there in Judith. Okay, so there's that. I added a few here to what the translators are saying. Beware of that and do not be seduced with beauty. All right. Nine, it says, Sit not at all with another man's wife, nor sit down with her in thine arms, and spend not thy money with her at the wine lest thine heart incline unto her, and so through thy desire thou fall into destruction. Okay, and that's the one that got me in trouble years ago as I started complaining about people that go out with other people's spouses. Now, again, there's exceptions to these rules. Someone may be at work and they have to uh, go out to dinner for business purposes, and they don't have any lust in their heart. And uh, so there can be an exception to this, but as a rule, this is not to be done. You, obviously, spending your time with someone else's wife at the wine, that's asking for trouble. So uh, I had a few people quit the Bible study over that, and I did not want to do that to them. I'm just reading what's in the wisdom of Sharak. It says what it says here, does it not? Okay, in 10. Yeah, they threw my CDs back in my face. <laughs> Didn't they, table people? They got, they got rid of me. All from reading the wisdom of Sharak. That's been a while back, folks. So, 
There's no need in digging that up, but that's an example of how this can offend people, all right? Uh, But it don't offend us here, and uh, there's more wisdom here in 10. Listen to this. Forsake not an old friend, for the new is not comparable to him. A new friend is as new wine. Then, when it, okay, it doesn't say then. It says, when it is old, thou shalt drink it with pleasure. So, again, new wine is yucky, isn't it? But after it's aged and everything like that, it can be really sweet. So, this is the uh, old friendship versus new uh, friendship used with a parable of the new and old wine here in 10. Okay? All right. 11, it says, Envy not the glory of a sinner, for thou knowest not what shall be his end. Okay, so uh, that's one thing we do not want to do is to uh, envy these muckety-mucks of the world. Can I use that term, muckety-muck? Does everybody know what that means? A hoity-toity, would that be better? There's a lot of evil in these high places. All right, so... But on we go. It says in 12, Delight not in the thing that the ungodly have pleasure in, but remember they shall not go unpunished unto their grave. Period. Okay. Uh, That's a good warning, and that's just the way it is in 12. In 13, Keep thee far from the man that hath power to kill, so shalt thou not Doubt the fear of death, and if thou come unto him, make no fault, lest he take away thy life presently. Remember that thou goest in the midst of snares, and that thou walkest upon the battlements of the city, period. Well, that's one for today. You got to beware. I mean, there's every kind of ghastly murder out here that you never normally saw. I know it went on, but things have really gotten bad with the uh, the um, guidance of our conscience is disappearing, and that is prophecy fulfilled. Here we're 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 what we're being very careful who we're associating with here. Okay, uh, that's in 13. In 14, it says, As near as thou canst, guess at thy neighbor, and consult with the wise. Okay, so here you're making a uh, theory. Okay, you're, you're making a theory as best you can. Um, and yet, when it comes to this, get counsel. And when it comes to getting counsel, you want the wise counsel here. The people that have the wisdom and understanding and that fear the Lord. Get their counsel. Take your time. Make good decisions. That's what we say here. That's what the wisdom of Shirak says. It sure does. In 15, it says, Let thy talk be with the wise and all thy communication in the law of the Most High, period. So, people want to accuse you of being a Bible beater. 
All right. Well, that's what you should be doing. And look at this communication. And that's one reason why the Bible study is so good. You just learn quicker. You're discussing it. Even a, oh, I call it an argument maybe about the, uh, about words or statements in here and everybody digs in there and then discusses it. And as long as we uh, keep our mind open and we want to get rid of it, if we're, if I'm wrong, I want to get rid of it now. If I make a mistake, I want it rid of it now. The benefits of doing what's in 15 here, oh boy, that will just explode your wisdom and understanding for you. 16. And let just men eat and drink with thee, and let thy glorying be in the fear of the Lord, period. And that goes on with uh, 15. Those two go right together. All right. Once again, who are we yoking with? Okay. Well, I know who I like to yoke with. That is, this is no problem because uh, for me, this is a great love of mine right here to eat and drink with the people that, ha ha that fear the Lord and that are uh, seeking the wisdom and understanding out of the doctrine. That is just a refreshment, is it not? 17, for the hand of the artificer, the work shall be commended. And the wise ruler of the people for his speech. Okay. So there's the uh, comparison. Uh, the one is physical. And the other is words. And again... Uh, our salvation isn't with art, and it isn't with a temple. It is with words. We have word-based salvation. Word-based salvation, everybody. 18, it says, A man of an ill tongue is dangerous in his city, and he that is rash in his talk shall be hated. Period. And many people enjoy being this rash person. However, this is the opposite of the wisdom and understanding and the, uh, the wise counsel up that we've talked about here in these verses. And 15, the communication in the law of the Most High and uh, talking with the wise and uh, having the uh, people of wisdom and understanding around you and how that makes us all grow and that's what it's all about, everybody. It's all about being that growing vine uh, as we are becoming part of the great foundation of the temple of God, the new Jerusalem coming down. We all have to be growing. Now, everybody reads their own Bible at home, and then they come to the group, and they share ideas. It's read. It's explained. I'm telling you, that's the way to grow. Okay, folks, we're going to get this up to you right now.